it's weird going on going on other podcasts and realizing that we're that we're we're not it's not that we're better it's just like we're more polished and it's weird to consider this show polished (laughs) nobody is looking at the video right now but yeah it's real weird huh yeah we're so hold on we're so fucking polished (laughs) This is what we call a YouTube joke for all of our podcast friends out there. Go to the YouTube channel. If nobody notices, I have my robe and wizard hat on. You're a wizard, Blake. Hold on. We we started the roleplay session, right? Because I put on my robe and wizard hat. Yeah, 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 baby. Let's do this sick RP, motherfucker. When you wish upon a star, it makes no difference who you are. When I take this robe off, I'm naked inside. And I get a big dick, big dick, big wizard dick, big dick, big dick, big wizard dick. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was foolish. Call me Digglemore, baby. Whoa! Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time! It's time! For load. And I'm talking about a load. A load of BS! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the wizard boy, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tanner! And Fiddle DG, who is that with me? It's the S, Scotty Moore. What is this? Well, I wonder what kind of magical wonders we'll have in store. I'd love if you showed up to fucking Hogwarts with that hat on and they all turn around like, who's this fucking asshole showing who's up? Who's this? Oh, he's a fucking American. He's an Amer- Wait, hold on. That implies all of the American wizard schools all get like shitty party city hats. Yep. I'm sorry. Did you never see uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This We're is e- what all of the. This is American Wizard Chic. Yeah, and they're all sponsored by Party City. Mm-hmm. Actually, Party City is the greatest wizard front. Yes, of all time. They put those those uh spooky skeletons who will just be like, it's Halloween and it's time to party. That's it. They're made by magic. It's not mechanical. They're actually just real skeletons. Uh-huh, and whenever they uh, whenever they die, it's not the batteries. It's the wizard who cast the spell died somewhere. So it's real it's sad. Horribly tragic. Sometimes their ghosts inhabit the skeletons. Uh-huh. So if you wake up one day and it suddenly has a British fucking accent, you know what's happened. And it starts trying to cast spells and the arms start jetting out. That's That's what's going on. Is that and then you just kind of have to hug them and say, I'm sorry, Daniel, you've got to let go. And then you set it on fire in your backyard. You've got to salt and burn the skeleton. This is uh, my new thing I'm going to teach my child that you have to do. Anytime something animatronic that speaks to you dies, you have to go in the backyard and salt and burn it to allow the spirit to move on to the next world. I mean, I've seen it happen before. Like, I've seen some possessed, like, fucking animatronics. Mm -hmm. This is one video on the internet where... It's this tiny little skeleton, and all it does is its its arms just go up and down, and it jiggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to, like, dance, like, really slow. Dut, 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 dut. And they start pressing the button, and they start talking to it, and eventually it starts going, uh, uh, 
Like oh, it's, it's learning. To... It's fucking machine yeah. learning. Exactly. And then it just starts going. It's just <laughs> going like up and down. And it's shaking and shattering. And these people here, these people who don't have probably never seen it and think it's an actual demon are like, leave this place. Leave this place. Run. Get out. We don't want you here in the name of Jeebus Crisp. Can I can I propose the new remake of The Exorcist where he shows up and then they're just like, all right, where's the uh, where's the spirit involved? And like, come with me. And then they turn it in and it's an empty bed. But above it on the wall mounted, it's a big mouth Billy Bass. Billy Bass. <laughs> and it just... Take me to the river. <laughs> Drop me in the water. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. (laughs) Please take care of it. And then it vomits. And then just the animatronic moves it back and forth to vomit all over the room. (laughs) Satan's calling for you. (laughs) Coming down here now. What's up, Gregory? That's right, I know your name. Your dad died when you were 12. I was your dad one time, but now my spirit went to hell. <laughs> and I'm a demon in your Billy Bass. I am Demon Billy Bass. This so, is a great sequel to Tenacious D and the Pig of Destiny. Oh, no, fuck you. This is going to end up one of our books. Next BS versus the God sequel. We're going to have to take out a big mouth belly bass that got possessed by a Greek god. Oh, uh, no. I think we can... We got to the point where we can start upgrading to, like, Judeo-Christian entities in our books, just like... We're not putting Jesus in a fucking Billy Bass, no! No, it's okay, we start with demons. Oh, okay. And then we meet Bob, who's God, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. so, uh, how's And your... we tease it for, like, six seasons. <laughs> seasons, not, not books, it's now become a televised series. Yep, and I wear the wizard hat. We're like shitty Sam and Dean. That's what we are on this BS versus the ba- the, the Bass Man. Just the Bass Man. So um, we were supposed to record it. Let me look. Uh, six o'clock today, and it's currently ten in the evening. So Blake, what happened to you? I was supposed to. Re- it was seven. Thank you very much. And I was. I was finishing a weekend-long trip. You were taken. That's why I was wearing the wizard hat. You were taken by Billy. Billy took me all the way to Atlanta to the Ikea store to furnish my new apartment. Fuck, why didn't you tell me you were coming through? We could have made a stop. You could have met my baby. I did tell you I was coming through. Hey, Blake, I don't really... said I was going to Ikea. Yeah, but I thought it was, like, a, a, another Ikea. I thought you were going up to, like, Memphis, and then you were going to stop at the giant pyramid... The giant fucking pyramid bass pro shop. <laughs> oh, I can understand the confusion. Yes. Um, can I just say, before we get into your Ikea story, the most awkward date I had ever been on? Because I was on a date with a very sweet young lady... Who was like, it was when I was in Disney, and she was a very big Disney fanatic. And then she looks at me, and she goes, you think you know a lot about me, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, we've been friends for a few. She goes, do you know the number one place I've always wanted to go to in my entire life? And I'm like, maybe Disneyland in California? No. Uh, Maybe out to, like, Hawaii or to some island? No. 
Where do you want to go? I want to go to the giant pyramid Bass Pro Shop. And it was like a horror film as I just backed up. It was like, oh, no. I thought you were going to say, I want to go to Ikea. (laughs) And to that point, I'd be like, now we're married. So how what I've never been to an IKEA. What's give me a run through of the experience. Let me let me give you a whole let me give you a whole deal. So we we get here and we're on our way down to Atlanta. And we're like, "Oh, it's fine. It's 10 a.m. We'll get there in good time." Don't make it till 3 p.m. Atlanta time because um we get to sit in traffic for 2 hours. Was this all today or was it yesterday and then uh, this was Saturday that we went to Ikea. Okay. So we go all the way to Atlanta. It's traffic for two hours on this two-lane highway that's horrible. And we finally, like, navigate to it. And we see the big the big yellow and blue sign. And there it is. And I'm like, I cannot wait to park in front of this Ikea. Because there's no way that this Ikea, I know that it's a great store and I've heard it's big. But it's it's probably just going to be like going to a big department store. It's not, because you have to go into a parking deck that's underground. What? Because there's, there is so much parking at Ikea, because it's like, it's an underground complex, Ikea is. Yes. Essentially. Uh, because you think that you've gotten to the bottom of Ikea, and it keeps going. Did you uh, finally find Men in Black Headquarters? Because that's underneath every single... No, but I did find the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, okay, good! Because that's what... No joke? I'll get to it. That's what part of it looks like. Uh-huh. Um, so you start out. You go into the main entrance of the Ikea from, like, the parking deck, which is, you know, it's fine. You just go up an escalator. And they're like... They have a few little thing like things set up. Like they have their at IKEA, they have all of their furniture set out and built for you to look at, to sit at, so you could just really test it yeah, out. Yeah, understand the experience of sitting in this in your home. Exactly. And you get to do that while you're going up the escalator. Essentially, right? You're like, oh look, that's a nice bed. Oh look, that's a. Ooh, I really want that bed frame. I. And then you get up. It's like the scene in Cabin in the Woods where they go down and they see all the thing of monsters around them. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, which one do we want to let out now? <laughs> Let's get this good old Malm desk out. <laughs> um, There is a set of hang- – that all of their hanger um, makers is just called Boomerang. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure that's not how it's pronounced. Can we it's can we Swedish, play a but... game where you say it and I have to figure out how it's spelled? Because I'm fairly sure that's B U M I R E N G. Actually, it's B U M E R Rang. With oh, okay, with um, fifty umlauts thrown out throughout it. Surprisingly, no umlauts on that one. All right, okay. Um, we go up. And then this is where we hit the best part, because not only does Ikea, you know, furnish your life now, because it furnishes my life, it's also got a cafeteria. I've heard a lot of good things about the cafeteria at the good old uh, Ikea. Now, I will say that walking into it, it feels like the high school lunchroom experience for the most part. Yeah. And you get the food, and it's good. It's not bad food at all. But... I love the meatballs. Oh, okay. There's no but. It's nothing but balls. Meatballs. I love the balls. But 
they put so much like extra stuff on the meat with the meatballs, and I'm like, I really don't want this like bland ass cabbage. Yeah. Could you just get the? Could you get this liquid cabbage off of my plate? Oh God. Um, I just want the meatballs. So wait, it's like nachos, except instead of chips or like fries, it's meatballs. <laughs> yep. Um, in one port, like they put, you order a meatball plate, and they put meatballs, they put your veg shit, and then they put mashed taters and gravy. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, really standard. Like those meatballs, I would eat those meatballs with like a. I'd have a little bit more on it. The Swedish food seems a little bit bland. Yeah, for me. But it was overall a good experience. Well, look at you. Cost like ten bucks. Jesus Christ. So. And I also got, like, a uh, a piece of cake, so. Well, you're getting me prepped for my Orlando trip next week to put me back in that mindset of, like, oh, you bought a singular meatball? That will be $52, please. And, um, you know, going through the rest of it, it was fine. Um, you, they have every, like, a bunch of places set up as rooms in your house, or a house. And it's like, okay, this one's set up with this uh, bed frame, or with this desk here, and then we've got a fake-ass computer on it with a fake-ass monitor, or a printer that is actually older than me. Like a desk printer that's like, they don't even use this anymore. And we get to go through all that, and the best part is, they have bookshelves with tons of books on them to make it look like it's furnished. All of the books are just Swedish. <laughs> so it's all it's all Swedish. All of the books. Oh yeah, like Garkanisa Martin, Comgir Brodier. Garkanis Martin in his book, um <laughs> fucking A Game of Drones, A Game of Fire to Ice. <laughs> you know. I don't wanna I don't wanna make too much fun of Swedish people in their language, so the, look, if it's good enough for the Muppets, it's good enough for us, you fucker. Mm -hmm. And just extreme umlauts everywhere. And then we hit... Then we hit Couch Alley. Where it was a stretch of hundreds of feet of couches. Yeah. And I found the worst couch ever. By name or by design? By design. Because it felt like you were just sitting on stretched out canvas. Oh God! Oh God! It was like this is a this is what the Spartan sat on. Yeah, but you can you can is there is there cushioning or is it just like a hard canvas stretched just out? Hard, a hard, hard sit. I hate it, but I also like it because like that's a that's a couch you can make your own. You could paint on that bad boy. Uh, you can also die. Yeah, but. It would you, kill you. It's, that, it's a couch that, it's one of the couches that would fold up like a big mouth and just crush you. That's the final color on the palette, Blake Tanner. Your own blood. <laughs> As it smushes you up. It's like when you used to paint in the middle and like it was like elementary school thing and then you would squish it in the middle and then when you pull it out you see what it created. It's almost always a butterfly. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's basically that for every kind of room imaginable in a house yeah and you walk through about a mile's worth of showroom okay and then you go downstairs and you walk through the exact same amount of showroom for the marketplace which is like everything from appliances to utensils 
to any small thing that's not furniture, Ikea has it. Ikea wants to take over your life. I'm pretty sure I saw uh, silverware made out of the finest whale bone that they were like, you want buy th- you want to buy this? Is there an Ikea, um, is, is there everything? Is there an Ikea, a sex shop? Is there a whalebone tilto? You know what? I bet if we went through one of, like, the, in, into a secret shortcut, there would be. It would either be that or Christopher Walken with a special remote that would let you control your life. <laughs> I did not think it was possible to spend eight hours shopping for furniture. Yeah. Until I went to Ikea. Now, I heard um, Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure just opened in... Uh, did you ride that? I heard that just opened in Ikea. Yeah, it's great, actually. It's what happens right before you go to the um, warehouse. Yeah, 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 Because after you finish all of the showroom stuff, you have to... Now, sometimes they they will provide you with little notebooks and p- pencils. That's you what... write down the product numbers of the things that you want to buy. This is what I was going to ask, is if you got, like... A special Swedish man, like Keurig, comes with you and is like, Okay, I see you are wanting the the canvas. Let me write that down for you. But instead, it's more of a, it's more of a mini-golf situation where you have to write it yourself. It is a mini-golf situation because they don't have as many Swedish people at this Ikea. Um, I'm pretty sure that I was helped by uh, a woman named Christy. Uh, a guy named Tom, and then there was Jerome, so no. I would love if you had, if they had to act in character as Swedish, cause I'd love to hear what a, a Georgia resident thinks Swedish. Hey y'all, welcome to the Ikea! It's me! Bubba! Right before you get to the warehouse, they have their whole living plant section. Yeah. That's just like a big kind of greenhouse thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird, just like, oh, there's real, we thought they were fake. And they were real plants. Oh, shit. Sitting there. Um, but then you walk into the warehouse and it looks like the end of uh, Indiana Jones when they like store in the Ark of the Covenant. And you have to go down these hallways of boxes that are stacked uh, tons of feet high. Like, you look up and there's boxes and boxes straight from Sweden. And they just like, hey, you're, you're surrounded by you're surrounded by boxes, and you have to find your exact box. And that box is your match. And if you don't write it down perfectly, you will not find that box. So wait a minute. You don't give your list to, like, Craig, who will wisely... No, no. <laughs> it will say... No, no, no. You go... You put down the number, and it will say, Oh, this is in row 28, bin number 3. Okay. <laughs> And you have to pick it up, and you have to make sure it's the same number, because sometimes they move their stuff around. Oh, no. I almost walked away with the wrong kind of bed frame. Oh, no! Because I'm like, oh, they're right here. Wait, this is the wrong one. Uh Uh-oh. See, this is how I know you're a fancy boy. It's because you went to Ikea. Anytime I went to college, had to get me some stuff for my new apartment, it'd be... Where's the nearest family dollar? We gonna bitch up in there. We're gonna see the cheapest bed frame we can get. Yeah, you see, boy, that was that was because that was me, and that would have been me in college too. But you know, I'm a adult now. I have a job. I have a life. I'm a wizard. 
I'm a high-paid, high-paid man who works for a certain company that you still won't let me say, even though it's my favorite thing on the planet. Yep. And I, I need quality. Yeah. I need something better than this mass-produced American bullshit. Yeah. I need the Swedes. <laughs> the Swedes. I need everything to come from the cold north where all they care about is utilitarian goodness and fine wood grain textures. Mm -hmm. And that was my trip to Ikea. All right. So what was the uh, building process? Because as we stated, we were supposed to start this show three hours ago. And I was like, hey, do I have time to do my nails? Because I want to do them before I go to Universal this weekend. And you were just like... Yeah, I've got, I'm knee deep in Kia right now, baby. I got no clue when I'll be done. Dude, I don't know what happens when you start building Ikea furniture because you fall into a black hole of time. Because it's like, okay, we're starting on step one of step of 73. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's fine. Um, just tighten these three screws and wait. Do we need to tighten those three screws in here? Do we need to make sure they're flush here? Do we need to make sure that... Okay, this is fine. I've just got to look at the diagram. Because the thing about Ikea instructions, it's just like Legos. No words. Yeah. It's all pictures. And you have to follow the pictures. If you don't follow the pictures to the to the picture... Yeah. Not to the letter, because there's no letters. Did you fuck up? Um, in the chat, Salty Frank has come up with the best Ikea idea possible, which is when you get hired at Ikea, everyone's name tag just gets a random J thrown in there at random point. My name's Craig. Five J's. Blake. Skiotti. <laughs> Frankia. <laughs> Frankia. Um, there are some great things that I saw, though. Like, I told you that I got a, um... A Malm desk. Yes. And a Malm brand uh, bed frame. Oh, so wait, I thought everything had its own weird Swedish name. So wait, no, Malm is just like a brand of thing? They're all brands. Like, Uvralt, they sell chairs and, like, outdoor furniture. Um, Lagen sells a lot of, like, kitchenware. And some very good scotch. The desk that I almost bought... The Freddy. <laughs> I got that Freddy desk. The Freddy desk. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a S Scott brand. Ooh, but the problem with those Freddy desks is when you fall asleep, the Freddy desk appears to you in your dreams and tries to kill you, but it just tries to kill you with paperwork. Waka waka! Hey, that Freddy desk, it had a couple. Ooh! This is showing, like, the difference, like, how grown up we've gone, because if you listen to old episodes of BS, it's like, I went to Universal and I got so wasted, I partied so hard, this now, we're spending a solid 20 on, so I got some Ikea furniture and it was really awesome. It's fucking great. Although you need, like, two people to put it together efficiently. Yeah. If it's one person, then you will spend six hours putting one thing together. See, but I, f I love that feeling, because I did, when I first got my uh, work desk, I put it together all by myself. It took me 12 hours, but it was like, it gave me the same satisfaction of carrying all the groceries in on both arms. 
Yep. And you just strut into the house like, yeah, yeah, I did it. It's the same with my desk right here. Like this desk that I've had for a few years now since we started the podcast, basically. Yeah. I put this together myself. I've moved it from one house to the other. I got it from Walmart for 50 bucks. It almost fell apart in the last move. I'm not dealing with that anymore. So you also, got the, the little the drawer that I, my keyboard was supposed to come on, like saying, just broke. Oh, yeah, mine's busted. Mine's straight up busted off of mine. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I went with the quality sweet stuff. Yeah, them good And good also st- they have great hazelnut chocolate. Ooh. I had uh, the new hazelnut spread M&Ms the other day. They were fantastic. Ooh, I need to try that. I've also got next month's candles already <laughs> ready. Because I got them at Ikea. For those of you listening... Blake's face took on such a serious nature when he looked at me and said, I got the candles. I'm set. We're fucking good. I nailed it, baby. I need my candles. man. I need to know what candles I'm having for next month. I and need- we are seven days out. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't know what candle I was having. Are you still doing the thing we talked about where you take the melted wax? Of, uh, yes. The, yes, the previous month candle and make a big year candle. Yep, I'm working through this one right now. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's called Midsummer Storm. It's red. I'm thinking about getting into making my own candles, but using the oil that I got that was supposed to be like Disney-themed oil and just make Disney candles. Nice. Yeah. What are we doing? Um, well, I figure since we wasted so much time, I could tell you a story of my week because it's the funniest thing I've ever had to do to a human being. So, okay, real uh, quick. Yep. They don't have Harold, but they have Herart. Herart. That's actually my what my original first name was supposed to be was Herart, and then they changed it. Oh. But um no, one of our former teachers at UAB who lives in North Carolina, his entire house drowned recently. Heard about that. And uh, me and him were talking, and he said, yeah, it sucks because, and I'm also, not to toot my own heart, are you just putting Ikea links in the chat? I'm not. T- Tibbs, what are you doing? <laughs> Tibbs is going ham on this Ikea shit. But, uh, yeah, he was telling me that, like, because I am on his podcast, Relativity, he was like, my podcast, all my gear messed up. At one point, he looked at me, and he was like, you know how it's, like, on a boom arm? And I went, yeah. He goes, I went down there to where the water went, and if I had just moved the boom arm up two, three inches, my microphone would be fine right now. And I went, oh, no. But it's, uh. the, it's actually the same microphone I started with when we recorded the first few episodes of BS. So I told him, like, I've got one. Do you want it? And he went, yeah, yeah, sure. So I took him out to eat. Well, technically, he paid for it. But we went out to eat on Thursday. And you know of this man and how he is a very, like, well-dressed, fancy man. Yeah. So I decided to take him to good old Betty's Barbecue up in Anniston, Alabama. Just All a, right. It's a very good restaurant with very good food, but it just, it was very weird to be walking up to it and see him in, like, a nice blazer as I walk up in, like, sweatpants. <laughs> I feel like there's something wrong going on here, buddy. Man, I miss the Shaq, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Have I told you my favorite Betty story of all time, the fact that it's very hard to tell people where it is now? 
because have I ever been to Betty's? I don't know if you have. We may have eaten it like to go once, but okay. There was once in Aniston a very famous. Um, there's a famous barbecue place that I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. <laughs> but their big deal was that their sign, Goalpost, is called Goalpost. Ah. And their sign was a football boy kicking a football, and it was like LED, not LEDs, neon. And the neon would make the football go through the goalpost, and that's why it was called Goalpost. It was an Delicious. I- it was an iconic part of Aniston, like the way Aniston looked. So when Goalpost closed, Betty's bought the fucking sign and put it outside of their restaurant in front of the sign that says Betty's. So now anybody who drives up there just, it's as if the McDonald's closed and Burger King bought the sign for McDonald's and then put it in front of their sign. That's good. So, me and him were just sitting there talking, and the whole time I'm having to explain to him, and it was worse because he was like, yeah, I'm on a I'm on a pretty strict diet right now. I'm, I'm, I have trouble with um, portion control. And I'm like, I'd do the same thing because I'll go through Taco Bell and kill them. And then he orders a salad, which you expect to be small. Blanket was the size of his skull, and he was visibly confused. It's like, I, I thought this was going to be a... A small salad. No, it's not. It's not a small salad. It is a, it's a destruction salad, essentially. The scariest part of that conversation was me, a professional, talking to him about professional podcasting things as if I'm a big deal. And then he was like, yeah, I watched the stream last night. And I'm like, fuck, he knows I'm not. He knows that I'm not a big deal. Ouch. I was like, uh uh-oh. Frank says in the chat that he found an open Shoney's today in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. Is it a big deal to find an open Shoney's? Because I've got some news. I feel like every state has a restaurant that isn't, it's kind of like a weed. You kind of have to just, it'll blossom and grow. And in Alabama, it's a Waffle House. So now I can only assume that Virginia, it's Shoney's, where like, if you drive down the interstate, there'll just be open Shoney's randomly throughout the whole drive. Now, I will say, like, that's not an Alabama-specific one either. Waffle House has infected most of the Southeast. There are so we have many horrible Waffle House investigations. There are so many fucking Waffle Houses in my city to a point where now when we talk about them, we have to go through the ranking system of which Waffle House did you go to? Was it the number one one out by Target? Was the number two one that's by the high school? Oh, I hope it wasn't number three by the Walmart. Please tell me you didn't go to the number four one up on Gwintard. Like, I went to the good one, I guess? Fuck. Jesus. We... I don't understand how there's not a Waffle House closer to me than there is right now. Because right now we've just got the other breakfast place that I can't remember what it is. Denny's? It's not the Denny's. It's the huddle. It's... This is the most... This is pure southern BS right now where we're like... I went to a barbecue joint, and I passed five Waffle Houses along the way. I need more Waffle Houses near me. Is it Huddle House? I'm, 
It's a huddle house. That's mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> the, uh, we got a huddle house. It also does horrible takeout. I've never gotten a, my order right ordering takeout at the huddle house. Well, huddle house is the only one that you can actually smoke on the inside of. So I, I'm surprised huddle house isn't more popular than waffle house because they both cater to the same drunken demographic. And I feel like saying, Hey, you can get real drunk and then go smoke and stare into a, a stack of sad flapjacks. It's because almost every Waffle House, except for, like, the one new one that opened up in Birmingham recently, has been around for so long that you don't have to smoke in them anymore. You can... They've just, like, absorbed so much smoke. You can inhale! press your hand on the wall and get that nicotine. (laughs) You just inhale heavily. Okay, look, we've done enough. We need to... We need to focus on the actual show and do the entertaining thing people like. And with also, there's a in uh, Fultondale, which is not far from where I live. There is a new Shoney's that opened up this year, so well, take that for what you will. Well, Jesus Christ, let's just go to the fucking shill station at this point, then. Ding ding. <laughs> So, Blake Tanner, if people out there want to pay for basically half of what we say we provide and half of a lot of bullshit, how would they like to donate to us? Is there a place they could go? Uh, Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Uh, you can pay for just the last 30 minutes if you really want. Yeah. But you can still pay yeah, if, if you want. Like, let's say you wanted to pay $10 for the show. You just got to pay $5 really technically at this point. Yep, because you know what? That's all we're going to be able to provide, because sometimes we just talk a lot about stupid shit. Yeah, before the show, I was like, fuck, what are we going to talk about? I don't know how we can ex- like go through that first opening ten, and then Ikea Boy busted in the house with a full, solid 30 stand-up bit on Swedish furniture. It wasn't even that good, let's be honest. Uh-huh. But if you do donate to us at patreon.com slash a load of BS, you get some awesome perks. You get access to our exclusive Discord where we can hang out. We chat every time we go live on Periscope or on Twitch or YouTube TV. You get notified, and then you can know to come in and chat with us and hang out. In addition to that, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon saints of a load of BS, Deborah, Scott Moore, my mom and dad, more importantly, Salty Frank of the Seven sees the first meat mate of the B. First meat. Uh, the first meat of the BS who uh, in the chat wants to know how your sauerkraut's going, Blake. Man, the cabbage got ruined because I forgot to buy caraway seeds, okay? <laughs> and now I'm just gonna wait until I get some good, like, jars. And I don't want to talk about kraut right now, Frank. I'm just disappointed in myself. Look, drunk Blake would be so disappointed in you right now. He'd be like, Scotty, I'm a failure. I couldn't do the kraut. I left this job. <laughs> I left this job for sober Blake to finish up, and he fucked it. He fucked me, Scotty. Yeah, it turns out sober Blake is a lazy asshole yeah. because I've not had anything to drink in almost three weeks. And then finally, in addition to all that, you get access to our exclusive show. You paid for this, where me and Blake just kind of get real drunk and watch terrible movies and commentate over them. We just did. Actually, not even just. This was like two months ago. We did Ready to Rumble with our co-host, The Dylan. We're planning on doing Ghost Rider sometime next week, so you guys can get that on there at patreon.com slash a load of BS. But Blake, what if they want to donate, but also 
get some awesome shit out of it to cover their bodies with. Uh, you go to merch.loadofpurebs.com. Tell me about it. Merch. Um, we have a ton of great shirts for you if you like shirts. We have posters if you like to hang shit on your wall. You need to cover up that one hole that's just kind of there that you really need to cover. If you're like my friend Michael, who um, his entire closet collapsed in on himself today, and you need some posters to cover that up, just come here. Go to merch not a load of pure BS. Go to a load of BS. Look for our posters. Don't buy the horrible spooky BS shirt. I forget the stranger BS shirt that I still need to take down. And then, of course, Blake, what's your favorite thing we got? Uh... We have receptacles for drinks. Yeah! <laughs> we got cups! Specifically the BS Boozy Sippy Cup or our BS Network Tumblr. Motherfucker, I've just now realized I have to make a mug that says We Got Cups. Cups. And that's it. It's the only official Chill Station sponsored thing on the website that just lets people know that we got cups. (laughs) (laughs) Salty Frank, I do have a hole in my wall where my dad shot my blow dart gun in my room. Well, if you need something to cover that hole, buddy, pick you up a poster at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest... Plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaid is plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, the late tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! Ever tell you the story about how my grandpa, like, he just bought a new shotgun, and it was a, a breech loader, so it's one of the ones that you, like, double-barreled, you pull it back up, and um, he just bought it. He was probably like 20 something years old at the time. Just got, just built his new house too that he still lives in. And he loads that bad boy up with buckshot. He tries to do the cool, like, ash and, uh, the dead thing. And, (laughs) you know, ash and the dead thing, my favorite Sam Raimi series. Yep. And he tries to just do, go full boomstick with it. And he just flips it up and boom. Because you're not supposed to load a shotgun like that. And he blew a huge hole in his wall that is still there today. All right, before we... And he could cover that up with a poster. All right, before we get into the actual actual thing I brought to the table this week, I do want to do one last gunshot-related story. This wasn't a gun. It was a popper. It was a, a kid's toy that looked like a pair of teeth, and you shoved it in the mouth of a man, and then you popped it, and the teeth would fly out. So, one day, I was hanging out with a friend uh, over at my house, and I had, like, the stuff you would put in your hair, and it would gel it up, but it would also color it, uh, like, pink or purple or shit like that. 
So, what we did, <laughs> we opened this sad old man's mouth and shoved it full of the gel. But then we were smart. We realized, well, it's going to be hard to project it out because it's so thick. Let's thin it out. And instead of thinning it out with water, we used rubbing alcohol. Oh, no. <laughs> so we fill him up and just start shooting color across my room with this old man's mug. And then at one point later in the night, my dad walks in to two little idiots and the smell of what's clearly vodka <laughs> just permeating my room. And he just goes, what happened? Child, what did you do? Like, we were playing with our pop boy. <laughs> with our pop boy. But uh, like I was saying earlier, I did go hang out with the a creator of the podcast Relativity, which is a sci-fi drama serial kind of thing that happens not weekly like he's in the middle of writing what's allegedly the final season right now and it's because it's the final season i'm like well where do we go from there do we need another sci-fi story which led to me cr trying to create my own sci-fi radio drama oh here we go and as of right now it is tentatively called fysp brigade which does stand for Fuck yeah, Space Pirate Brigade. <laughs> okay. And it is the tale of a drunk, a youthful, drunken space marine who the only reason he really managed to make it in was because his dad was one of the greatest space marines of all time. He died in a tragic accident to a horde of space pirates. And the first episode, we op open on him drunkenly getting taken to court and being, like, cast off from the Space Marines. He is being dishonorably discharged from the Space Marines for, I don't know, some shit he I did. I thought for a second you were going to be like, yep, his dad, great Marine, fantastic person, fought the Space Pirates, and then the Space Pirates kidnapped his kid. Because he wanted, he got, and then they raised that kid as their own, and they named him Peter. <laughs> yeah! No, no, no. Mine got very close to Star-Lord at some point. I was like, oh, shit, I gotta change this whole concept. But yeah, he gets dishonorably discharged, and on his way out, he's he's like a great fighter, it's just he doesn't apply himself. He's like me in college. And so... That lazy little shit. Yeah, and so he's getting taken out, and then he notices, like, the biggest ship the space, the space Marines have, like a fantastic ship, and he looks at the okay. two guys carrying him, and he's like, Tell me more about that ship. And they're like, oh, it's controlled like this. And they're basically just like, oh, yeah, this is like this, but you won't matter because you're about to get kicked out. Beats the shit out of both of them, boards mm -hmm. the ship, leaves. And then he basically now goes into a world of space piracy because he loves flying his ship. And now the only way to do it is as a space pirate. Um uh, so it's, so it's kind of like what happens when Doctor Who goes bad. Yeah, it's bad Doctor Who. And so, like, he goes to, like, essentially what is the Tortuga of space to get the ship painted over so they can't find it as easily. One thing I really want in this is that each, each captain or each pilot has his own AI that he can choose, and it has its own individual personality. And he has his father's, and he's always flown with his father's. 
and it's just a fucking drag queen. It's the sassiest bitch of all time. So, like, he gets onto the fancy ship, and it's like, you don't appear to be my pilot. I don't... Uh, and then he pulls out the tape, puts in the tape of his, and then you just hear, like, all right, I'll just have one question before we leave. What in the fuck do you think you're doing right now? He's like, set a, set a course for Tatugas. She's like, all right, you motherfucker, but I hope you know what you're doing. Sales. You off. know I can't do anything. I love how much this sounds like your act. What your actual dad would say. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, it's eventually revealed that like there's one of the higher ups in the Space Marines who's actually working with one of the biggest space pirates of all time, and like the big twist is the fact that you know he's betraying the Space Marines. But the big biggest twist of them all is that the ship, like the day that his father dies, the Space Marines were boarded, and the uh, corrupt Space Marine is the one who turned them all over. And that's like the big reveal is like he's he's not only sick and twisted, he led to his father dying. And so now he needs revenge on not only the big space pirate, but also the marine man. Um, you know, what? I know we don't want to go to Guardians with this, but I do think that this would be very much helped by a cool talking rat. <laughs> little rat boy. Uh, His yes. name is Space Toby. Space Toby the talking rat. He's got to be like the engineer. He's got to be the one oh, he yeah. picks up on Tertugus, and he talks like Nick Offerman. So he's like, you've got yourself one hell of a ship, but um, what happens if it crashes? He's like, I don't know, man. If it crashes, I'll, I'll find another ship. No, that ship's too good to be taken down. You're going to need you an engineer. Hi, I'm a tiny fucking rat. <laughs> I'm a small I I may look like just a small rat, but my IQ has been increased by many, many times, and also I have a really cool rat jetpack. Also, also there's this fucking tree that I hang out with a lot. Also- No, no, he's a big bush that I hang out with. Also, where are you on the whole- if I went to your FetLife account, would one of your fetishes be green women? Because we're going to need that a little bit later on. Um, real quick there. If not for you, then for me. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any green women that I can fuck? Please. Um, this is a space sci-fi series. Of course, there are green women aplenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although this is a radio drama, we do have to tell them that they are green. Yeah. So, okay, why is... Here's what we gotta figure out. Why is space the space marine boy so evil? Like, why is he turning on everything that's good to be with space pirates? Um, because I think that he wants to form his own brand of piracy. But he's also just like, you know what? I'm tired of living life kind of as a marine or this stuck up. Maybe he doesn't want to be... Uh, lawful good. Maybe he wants to be chaotic good. Like one day, he was playing D&D and saw the chart and he was like, guys, I'm clearly chaotic good, right? And they're like, no, dude, you're lawful good. I'm chaotic good. Come on. Look at me. I'm so kooky and crazy. You remember I ate that whole pizza last week. Look, Charles, you're not, man. That's not who you are. We know... I'll prove you wrong! <laughs> and then he, like, goes and makes a deal with a space pirate. Uh, I think that I, I kind of like that, because he's he kind of the pirate that marches by the beat of his own... He's like, 
He's like burn notice. Salty Frank says this is space one piece. Yep, because our main guy, he's going to get real stretchy. <laughs> yeah. And get a dumbass fucking hat. Yep. And his his first mate is going to have three laser swords and, and he keeps one in his mouth. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I want there to be a secondary villain who just has, like, it's a robot, but his chip is uh, called the Grievous. <laughs> the Grievous Challenge. So anytime anybody shows up to fight him, you just say, General Kenobi! <laughs> you are a bold one. <laughs> so, and, like, it, he has this... Uh, he has a little bit of a, a psychic link where anybody that confronts him has to go, well, hello there. Yeah. So, um, so okay, we've got part, we've got two, three members of our crew. We've got, I'm going to dub her Alex, who is our drag queen AI that runs the ship. We've got our engineer, um, rat boy. Space Toby. Space Toby the rat man. And then we've got our main character, um, Gerald. It's okay. I've already got the mock-up for Toby. Oh, yeah. For the uh, audio listeners, Blake has a tiny rat that he's just whooped out from nowhere. Um, it's, so, it's a cardboard cutout of a rat. So how many other people do we need? We've got three people. I think maybe five to run the ship fully. Like, we need a gunner. Yeah, we have a gun. His name is Jane. Jane, Okay. But it's a him. Um, uh, I'm sorry, that's a Firefly reference. Oh, okay, thank you very much. Ah, uh, I should have I known my audience. Uh, and then there's um, there's Quantum Leap Man, who leaps through different worlds. Eat a dick. Eat a dick. There's... Alright, um, maybe it should... Who do we need? We need a, we need a doctor. Every crew needs a doctor. Um, it's David Tennant. And he show- okay, I like the idea that the doctor is very good at his job, and they kidnap him, and then he slowly... He- What's the fucking thing? Why am I losing words right now? The thing where you're slowly getting down with your captors. And- oh, yeah. Um, or can it be someone who's just super disillusioned? To w- oh. And, like, he gets kidnapped, and he's like, no, I'm not gonna help you. And then he sees, like, wait, they actually do work for the greater good. I kind of want it to be Michael B. Jordan. I'm fine with that. Now, I was going to try to do the first ever one-man audio podcast where I do all the voices, but I do like this. Scotty Moore does all the voices, and then we also have Michael B. Jordan as one role exclusively. Well, you know, like you said, we need a gunner. We need some muscle, and I think that, that, that that's going to come in the, uh, yeah, it's going to come in the form of retired space cop. Oh my god, yes! Quantum bird! <laughs> Tarmanian Thunderbird. Tarmanian Thunderbird! Fuck yes! That's gonna be me, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was a space cop for a while. I was hard-nosed. I had a sleek, cool ship that I used to ride, and it crash-landed, and I decided I'm gonna stop being part of the force and just drink in this one Tortuga-ass place. Mm-hmm. I got into a fight with some space pirates one day, really sent them out the window, and by out the window, I mean out the airlock, and then I got on this new ship, cool drag queen AI, cool dude, little rat man. He rides on my shoulder now. Fuck yes, I love, hold on, I like that, that's got fan art written all over it. 
That Tarmedian, Ar- Armenian Thunderbird. <laughs> yep. Has a, has a little rat friend on his shoulder that stays with him at all times. I don't know if I've ever canonically given the T in Thunderbird's, like, T Thunderbird's name a real name, but I think it's Tarmenian now. Tarmenian Thunderbird, yes. No, 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 it's kind of like, he's kind of like Biff from Back to the Future. There's just different incarnations of him as you go through time. (laughs) Yeah, but Ed. Back in in the Western days, I was known as Texas T Thunderbird. (laughs) All right, now we need to round this. Uh, we need to round this Sasha's fest out. Yeah, that's the problem with me wanting this to be a one man show. Is I'm like, oh man, the only female presence we have is a drag queen, so not even technically a female presence. Oh man, Salty Frank just say Toby needs to be constantly called a rat bastard, which is a very good joke, but also he has no parents. That's uh. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> you know that's a really mean thing to say. Considering I don't have any parents. And then he shoots them with a gun. <laughs> yep, from Thunderbird's, like, shoulder. Mm-hmm. So He hides behind Thunderbird's meaty neck and shoots <laughs> people. <laughs> Quickly, hide behind my meaty, meaty neck. Come on. <gasps> my, uh, thick, meaty my neck ma- will protect you. My massive, meaty, meaty neck. But yeah, it's like, as as it goes on, he learns more about, like, his father and his family. I don't know what happened to the mom. The mom's dead, probably. Maybe he, maybe the, the dad died at a young age, and then the mom died, like, right before he went to Space Marine School. And that's why, maybe he was, like, focused and ready up until he turned 18, and then his mom died, and that took him out of his game for when he was supposed to be in Space Marine School. But see, we find out later that his, what if his mom didn't die? Oh, shit. And what if she was the space pirate queen all along? What if there's, is there, do we want to include some sort of, like, the Force-ass bullshit with this? <laughs> Where there's, like, a mystical power that he possesses that no one else does? Nah, it's gotta be, maybe if it's like that, then maybe we go full Borderlands with it, and there's like, there's only six people with these weird telekinetic powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His and is then wh- you have to fight your six evil exes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we've got a good enough idea for it. What's the title? Because I did like Fuck Yes Space Pirate Brigade, but I don't think, I don't think I can put that on iTunes. Oh, uh, that's fair. Um, it could just be the name of the ship. Yeah, what's the name of the ship? I mean, I know the the AI is called Alex, but I don't think... Um, the Spunky Bug. The Spunk... Welcome to Spunk, my, our new series. Uh, the... Sp- hmm. The sp- The Spurn. The Spark... The tit- Titanium Terry... Wait, why not we don't have... Like, he'll get friends every once in a while, but not a lot. It's usually just him on his own, and it's called the Spartan. Because he's a Spar- he lives a Spartan one-man lifestyle. Except for when he doesn't. Except for when he doesn't! Uh, I, I want that to be part of, like, the advertisement. It's like, here we are. 
You see our loner main character who's always out to do it on his own, except when he isn't. <laughs> and then you hear like a bunch of the characters just do one liners and he's like Oh no no, that's what it is. He it is this is gonna be straight up lifter from Star Lord, but he's a tough guy who thinks he's a loner, and so it's him talking to the uh, talking to the audience like I'm a real tough guy and I, I do it all on my own. Yeah, I don't think that's true exactly, buddy. Yeah, I don't think it's really true either. Yeah, buddy, you're going to have to rethink that. I do it all on my own. I'm a Spartan. And then the ship's power goes out. It's like, okay, to- to- no, I'm sorry. Toby, I'm sorry. You're damn right you are. Oh, shit, I like this. I kind of want to just call it Valiant, and it's called the ship Valiant, but he ship- he- Oh, shit, this is what it is. It's called the Valiant. They paint over all the letters except Val. So Val. the ship is called Val, and the AI is called Val. All right, I Boom, like it. Boom, we did it. Valiant, the new show coming to the BS Network whenever I can write some shit. But until then, Blake Tanner, I have to ask, what was awesome this week? Um, Scotty, a fantastic thing that was awesome this week is, did I ever talk about Korean barbecue? I'm fairly sure you talked a lot about Korean fucking barbecue. I'm going to talk about Korean barbecue again because I just ate Korean barbecue last night. Oh, wait, where is that where you ate in Atlanta or did you guys really get in and get out on the Ikea front? Oh, we did not get in and get out, but we did make enough time to eat a Korean barbecue. Because as we were get, about to leave, I was like, it was me and Michael and BJ, the three of us. BJ had never been before. Me and Michael went last time to this great place in Atlanta. And I was like, so are we going to have time to eat at Korean barbecue? Yes, we're going to have time to eat at Korean barbecue, Blake. Get in the car. I love this concept of you being the petulant 10-year-old as they're going through, like, Couch Alley and seeing all the couches. And you're just tiny. You're like the little Keanu meme walking behind them. <laughs> are we getting Are we getting the barbecue? Dad, 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 dad barbecue? Hey, no shit, once I got to a certain point in Ikea, like, once I had already settled all of my stuff, yeah, and it was probably about three quarters of the way through before we got to the warehouse, I was done. I wanted Korean barbecue more than anything at that point. Yeah. And I got it, and, like, as we were going there earlier, when we decided we were going to eat, BJ said, if as much as you talk this place up, we better fucking go eat there. Yeah. And I've never eaten so much... That I've cooked myself right in front of me. It was to the point that, like, I love that more than anything. I don't think I could eat a Korean barbecue for another six months. I mean... I ate so much. I mean, I, I might take you. We can go during Dragon Con. We could try that. Maybe. I mean, you might enjoy... I think you'd enjoy it, actually. Yeah. Oh, well, um, either that Also, or- you do just cook all the meat right in front of you. It's great. Ooh. Or we could go to Rira, which is the very, very good Irish pub that we went to on our honeymoon. So we could try that too. Okay. It's fuck it. It's a five day weekend, baby. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> whatever. Um, but my thing that's awesome this week is I found a show that is the closest thing that I've ever found to being a load of BS. But if it was hosted by two drag queens, and it is a show known as. Uh... Not spelled U-N-H-H-H-H-H-H. And it's hosted by uh, the drag queens Trixie Mattel, who's very fucking popular, and Katya, who is also like a queen of drag race. 
and it's the most buck wild shit. Like I watched a compilation of just the weirdest shit they did on the show and someone commented and said, this is just like a normal episode. So it's literally them at the beginning being like, today we're going to be talking about self-care. And then five minutes later, it's like Katya's face superimposed over like Edgar Allan Poe's being like, we're all going to die someday. Come on, yep. you guys can take care of it. All right. So yeah, uh, it's a very, very, very good show that I love a lot. Also, you ever, seen, uh, you ever seen Nobody's Watching Wrestling? Um, no, but I need to get into it because I remember talking about it in Vegas with some. It was Mitzula. We were talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's just two drag queens talking about wrestling." I'm like, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I like it when the Nobodies do um, talk wrestling. Mm-hmm. Are they like big, big, big drag names, or are they just random drag queens? Oh, I know nothing about the drag, the drag. culture. Okay. I know nothing about the Dragiverse. I know nothing. I know nothing of drag. Um, also, secondary thing, and this is more for people in the audience who like to paint their nails, but if Espionage Cosmetics has some dope-ass nail wraps, and they are the only way I paint my nails anymore. I don't paint them. I just, like, take these stickers of, like, custom nerdy ideas and put them over it. Like, since I'm going to Universal, which has Simpsons World for the people on YouTube, I don't know if you can see it, but I've got, like, these cool Simpsons donut nails that they gave out. And then um, I've gotten some. Uh, Brenna, friend of the show, former co-host on Fun Fiction, she got some that were, like, themed after Twilight. They've got some that are themed after Harry Potter. So it's just, like, some really cool nerdy nail shit. Like, I got a pair exclusively for Dragon Con that look like D20s that go on your nails. So, yeah, go to Espionage Cosmetics for all your good, good nail needs, ladies and gentlemen. Get it. Mm-hmm. But until then, Blakey T, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me watch looking for great videos, especially like this. Um, oh, no, what did you find? This advertisement for Chalk Ice. Okay. Um, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A, and it's not really me. I'm there sometimes. Um, just if you like video game videos, video games... And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. They're all going to be available for you right there, ladies and gentlemen. So check that out. Check out all the other shows online at a load of purebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, make sure to check out this week's episode of the Radish Podcast, where I'm a guest. We've talked about Radish on the show before. It's one of my favorite podcasts, and the fact that they finally were like, yeah, come on the show. It was a super awesome time. And it also made me feel a lot more comfortable about how polished this show seems because, like, I feel like me and you are aware of if something doesn't need to be a bit or if something is a bit. I don't know about that because you let that Ikea thing go on a lot longer (laughs) than I thought it was going to go. I'm just saying at one point they literally were just like, so, um, tell us about your vape. And I'm like, oh, y'all don't know what a bit is, do you? I'm like, well... It's a profile RDA on a squonk mod. It's very nice. I don't oh, know. Oh, you what... got that squonk mod. You got that squonk. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, and even that was fantastic. Make sure to check out the Radish Pod, pod this week, ladies and gentlemen. And Blake, do you have anything to tell the people that's very important about a certain sound they're going to be hearing in a few minutes? 
I like how sometimes you remember that I have to do this, and other times you think that I forget. And sometimes I do forget. Yeah. Then our theme song is provided to us by Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. It is called Ric Flair from their uh, first album of the same name, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. Also... It is a fantastic jammer. It is full of slammers. You need to listen to that album by Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. The best busking band from Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Also, fuck off, Salty Frank said he liked the Ikea bit. So maybe maybe it was a good thing we did, Blake, to talk about Ikea for an hour. Listen, I could talk about Ikea all fucking day, so <laughs> I'm not mad about it. Oh, and of course, I remember to support Frank the show. I do this show for Frank most of the time anyway. <laughs> and of course, remember, you can support us. And if you can't do it monetarily, we understand. Just leave us a review on iTunes. Don't even think about it. Just go right now. Right now. Open. Frank, I'm looking at you. You're watching. Open your phone. Go to a load of VS on Twitter. Podcast. Fuck. Review us. Give us them five stars. It would mean the world to us, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, subscribe on YouTube. Do all that other good stuff. And remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And we will see you next week.